there are a lot of paradox in um, in Dharma practice, really. The paradox that we love coming on retreat. Remember that? Remember that first evening when so many of you were saying about how you love coming on retreat and you're so happy to be here, etc. The paradox that we love coming on retreat and yet, much of the time, we spend not really enjoying ourselves, you know. I mean, we love coming, and yet much of it can be quite unpleasant, quite hard. We love it, and yet what it is that we're loving, it often is facing our suffering, which, you know, which really can exercise us sometimes. Ajahn Chah, famous Thai teacher, used to go around in the monastery with a very big smile, checking in with people, asking people, how are you suffering today? <laughs> the, the smile, because, you know, it's actually the good news. That's what we love about retreat, is the liberating capacity of looking deeply into life. It's just part of the deal that that liberation inevitably has to pass, as well as by moments of depth and beauty and expansiveness and uh, wonder, has to also pass by, uh, through the, the spaciousness that's born and the goodness of heart that's born from the willingness to sit with our suffering to face our struggles, to learn how to uh, abide skillfully, kindly, wisely with the places where otherwise we generate reactivity. There's the paradox that you know, that this is a transformational practice. Right? We want something to happen. We're here because we want something to change and to be different. And yet, the other side of that paradox is that the methodology for that transformation is by trying to not change anything. The willingness to be with things just as they are. To be non-interfering non-manipulative, non-contentious with our experience. There's also the paradox of what we might call practicing awareness, cultivating awareness, trying to be aware, While all the while, we can point to the natural, immediate, always availableness of awareness. Trying to practice, trying to cultivate something that's already here. Do you actually have to do anything right now to be aware? 
to know that you're here. Or is it so automatic, so immediate, so obvious that you can't even turn it off if you try? Right? I mean, please do try. Just now, don't, don't be aware, please, for a moment. No, no, stop. Please. If just in trying to stop being aware, we might sometime some see the, the obviousness of an awareness that we may have spent, maybe I should have given this instruction on the first day, right? and we may have spent four or five days having the impression of chasing, pursuing, trying, struggling even. Trying to become aware. Chasing, in other words, some idea of what it would be if I was aware. Constantly putting ourselves outside of the immediacy, the fact that awareness is here. And that it can be pointed, we can point our attention in different directions. And be aware, you can point that direction, that awareness, at bodily life. The dance of sensations, vibrations, temperature. You can direct your attention towards hearing. And finding a way to engage with that paradox that there is something to cultivate, that there are qualities of awareness that we can, um, that we can bring alive in our practice like we were speaking to in the early morning, stability of awareness, a brightness and clarity of awareness, an expansiveness and receptivity of awareness, and an ease. Caring, gentle, Embracing awareness. And yet while these qualities can be cultivated, and while our practice is in some ways directed towards the cultivating of these qualities, to have that be grounded on the fact that fundamentally we don't have to go anywhere, do anything, create anything, make anything different. Awareness is here, naturally, immediately, incontrovertibly, reliably, mysteriously, undefinably, unconfinably, here. And experience is here. So we also can spend a lot of time trying to pursue or find our experience. Going looking for our mind or going looking for our breath. Going looking for something. 
But mind is here. Just like this, in whatever state, in whatever mood. Breath is here. Sounds are here. The entire universe, in whatever way it's presenting right now, is here. There's nowhere to go to to find our practice. And you might say it's the very attempt to go and find awareness, to go and find experience that leads us to overlook, to look past the very hereness, the very immediacy, the very intimacy in which life is playing out. Attending to experience in just in its immediacy, the way it is right now. And feeling for awareness in its immediacy, its availability right now. It's a very um, powerful and helpful ground for practice that transcends uh, any particular activity called the activity of meditation, for example. Or the activity of being on retreat. And so, in this, our last full day of these kind of optimizing conditions for meditation practice, helpful to attend as much as possible to the natural hereness, the natural availability of things. And then, within the formality of meditation, one can focus quite particularly on some of those uh, qualities of awareness, honing the stability, the brightness of our attention, looking rather deeply, sometimes rather single-pointedly, sometimes incredibly subtly into the playing out of experience in the way that we deconstructed it the other day, the contact, the flavour the liking or disliking, the moving in a particular direction, the layering up of thoughts, the construction of self-identity and the sense of world, etc. You can attend in a very fine way to that sometimes in meditation. And if that's not available, for whatever reason, attention is flighty, some uh, particular compulsion or emotion or uh, other kind of strong impact is assailing you, then we can use the formality of of meditation just for a certain establishing and re-establishing. Establishing and re-establishing. That willingness to keep on just gently unhooking from the content opportunity to keep just noticing mind as mind thought as thought re-establishing a certain independence of being here of abiding as the space through which experience is passing 
And then outside of the formality of her meditation, in the informal moments of the day, we can also feel for that natural immediacy. Not in such a finely tuned way, not in such a particularly focused way as in the formality of meditation. Not with so much subtlety, maybe. Not with so much single-pointedness. But with a rather wide-angle sense of hereness. The gestalt of here. Wherein, just and whatever experience, whatever's seen or known, or tasted, felt, just making room for it all. Open awareness. Wide awareness. Embodied awareness. So, while I wish I could resolve all these paradoxes for you, I have great faith and your capacity to sit in the paradox. Even if sometimes it can feel like struggling with the paradox. Great faith in the capacity to keep paying close attention to the endless becoming of trying to get somewhere. And the capacity to just keep hanging back a little, coming back a little from that becoming to the recognition that awareness is already here, abiding freely. And that experience is already here, unfolding freely. And that our practice is inviting us to listen closely here, so as to know that freeness, so as to give ourselves, so as to make that offering that we were speaking last night as a generous spirit, so as to make that offering of ourselves to the freeness of life, so as to receive that offering of life's freeness, so as to feel that freeness in the fact of breath breathing, in the warmth of body living, in the miracle of sounds flickering, in the brilliance of thoughts passing, in the wonder of just the basic facticity of experience, the fact that there is a universe, that there is anything, that there is consciousness, Everything, all experience, is the evidence of life's fundamental freeness. And even when we feel frustrated or discouraged that we can't see that, or we don't understand that, or we don't know what's being spoken about, or we do know what's being spoken about, so why the hell can't we just plug in and feel it? Even that 
even that frustration, even that discouragement can be seen and known, that too as an expression of life's freeness. And whatever generous spirit we can bring to our experience, whatever forgiving spirit. I just quoted a line from the Lord's Prayer, rather surprisingly to somebody in a group the other day, having never thought about it before. And the line is, forgiving us our trespasses. I said, someone, forgive yourself your trespasses. I thought, wow, what a beautiful line that is. To sit here, forgiving yourself your own mind. Forgiving yourself your own folly. Forgiving yourself your own neuroses. Forgiving yourself your own craziness. It's not really your craziness. It's just human. I have a song by... um, What's his name? Forgotten his name. The line in the song goes, I'm just a spirit trying to be human. Nice. We might come to a practice like this, think we're, we're a human trying to be spirit. Right? As if there's something messy and difficult about this human life that we're trying to lift out of in some way. But actually we're pointing rather the other direction. We're not looking out or trying to get out. We're looking in, trying to get in, to be intimate. So in this spirit of intimacy, in this spirit of forgiveness, in this spirit of generosity, in this spirit of allowing experience to have its naturalness and immediacy. In this spirit of feeling for awareness's imminence and invitation. In that spirit, we hang out here in the good fortune that we have to be close to life, to contemplate life, to practice together. Settling then into the naturalness of experience, body and breath, sounds, sensations, ideas and images. the whole fluid texture of passing phenomena 
and settling too into the open embrace of awareness. This natural knowing, this capacity to meet and acknowledge, to make room for and to care for experience. Using the resources of belly and breathing to support that settling. Establishing and re-establishing this intimacy with life, just like this. Don't try to think your way through the meditation. And if you find you are trying to think your way through, drop your attention down. Down into your belly down into the womb of your being.
It may be that just the basic hearness of awareness, of experience, is enough of a support for your practice. Resting into, allowing, exploring the basic hearness of anything, of everything. And if that seems like enough support, then just letting that be the case. No need for pointing your attention towards a particular object. Allowing the natural, immediate fluidity of things to be the object. The all-encompassing object for consciousness. And if that's not enough support, then seeing what support is needed. It may be that there's something particular predominating in the sphere of your attention, something pulling on your attention to be met, acknowledged, explored, cared for. And if that's the case, then attending skillfully in that way to whatever is predominating. And if neither is the case, then just being rather simple and sincere and steady with the willingness to just establish and re-establish yourself here in this embodied ground of awareness. Practicing then in accordance with conditions as they are. Practicing in accordance with whatever is a skillful response to this moment.
on now widening the focus of the lens of awareness. Letting the sphere of your attention be increasingly wide angle, inclusive, general. Letting go of any specific focus. And just taking in the totality of your experience as a way to tend skillfully to the transition from the formality of meditation. Sensing the general feel of being here. The whole edgeless field of sensation. A sense of space around you. A naturally unfolding symphony of sound. And then when you hear the bell, and as you open your eyes and adjust your posture, just adding those elements of experience. Seeing if when you first lift your gaze, rather than fixating on particular objects, you can just include seeing. The natural automatic impact of seeing, out of which then we start to notice, name, interpret, make sense of our experience in various ways. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.